Say, I love the Word of God. Tell your neighbor, I love the Word of God. And my faith is fixed. Say it out loud. My faith is fixed. That I'm going to apply the Word of God in my life. That the Holy Spirit's going to reign big in my heart. Say it out loud. And guide me into all truth. Hallelujah. All right, open up your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Corinthians 12 again. But we're going to get in. Last week, we talked about the revelation gifts. The word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. Amen? And discerning of spirits. Revelation gifts. Now, you have to understand, the nine gifts of the Spirit are for the whole body of Christ. They're for the whole body of Christ. Say it with me. The nine gifts of the Spirit are for the whole body of Christ. Now, that can be just a statement out of your mouth, you know, in compliance. But let faith be connected to that this morning. God wants to use me in flowing with his gifts. God wants to use me in flowing in his gifts. Say it with me. God wants to use me in flowing with his gifts and in his gifts. There's a with and an in. <laughs> so, again, the, the launching scriptures, of course, was... As we looked last week, in verse 8 of Corinthians 12, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Amen. We saw last week revelation gifts. They're in three categories. And Howard Carter was the superintendent of churches of the Assemblies of God in England. He was the first one and first leader to ever put him in three categories. And the revelation gifts were the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. In revelation gifts, we see this aspect of the character of God revealed. God's omniscience manifests. His omnipresence. His, um, I'm sorry, his omniscience is his all-knowledge. Right? He's all-knowing. So that omniscient aspect of God flows in and with, through, those gifts of the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the word uh, and discerning of spirits. Amen? Say, he knows all things. Amen? He knows the past, he knows the, the now, and he knows the future. So the power gifts are working of miracles, gifts of healing, and faith. Now, through the years, and especially the past century plus, we have seen these things, and particularly in 
crusades and evangelists prevalently, apostles, of course, and when you think globally, prophets. And we've seen them in pastors and teachers as well and the gifts, but they've usually been in crusades or in the, the tent or conferences where you see particular people that have great gifting and grace in particular things and miracles, faith, working of uh, healing, gifts of healings. Amen. And Brother Hagin said something in, for years, and he said, healing and miracles are the dinner bell for the lost. Miracles and healings, healings and miracles are the dinner bell for the lost. And when healing and miracles begin to happen, and that word goes out and begins to be communicated from, from, you know, from house to house, it's just simply from house to house from, uh, you know, uh, you're in your spheres of influence. And all of a sudden, the, wow, God did this in this meeting. God showed up. He did this miracle. He did this healing. Where do you do it? All of a sudden, it catches someone's ear like miracles, healings. Huh? Then all of a sudden, if as it, God wants that to happen, he wants it to happen here. And it's not the Ray and Carol show. It's God by his spirit. We're gatekeepers. That's all. We're under shepherds. We're not the shepherds. We're under shepherds. He is the shepherd. We know who we are because of whose we are, but we also know there's great responsibility with that as there is with a husband and wife in a home. They're the gatekeepers of that house. Amen. We're the gatekeepers. So we, do, we want to see the commerce of heaven in here. We want to see the life of God flowing in you and through you. That's why you don't come to church just to, to pay your duty or to pay your tithe and do your duty. No, you come with a faith to get equipped. I believe it's an apprenticeship. Hallelujah. I'm still in it. When I was working in the pipe fitting trades, they had different aspects. You know, you're an apprentice for uh, five years and then you became a journeyman slash uh, mechanic. And then as you matured in a lot of the aspects of the business, you could become a master mechanic. And it was a goal, a good goal to go to. But I realized this, I'm still in an apprenticeship. Every five years, I've just gone through a new aspect of the apprenticeship, whether it be journeyman, master craftsman or whatever, I'm going into a new apprenticeship. And in that, with that kind of mentality, I was just always open to learn because I could learn from anybody and everybody. Amen. Well, glory, let's stick to the word. You can learn from anybody and everybody. Yeah, but use your head for more than a hat rack. So in the working of miracles, gifts of healings and faith, what, what cash, characteristic of God is, is expressed? The omnipotence. Now think about this for a minute. This is exciting to me. The um, all-omniscient one wants to share in me and through me his omniscience. The all-omniscient one lives where? Inside of me. He's in me. The all-omniscient one. And he wants to go public. Say he wants to go public. Tell your neighbor he wants to go public through you. He wants to go public through you. Now, the power gifts. The all omnipotent one 
lives big on the inside of me, but he don't want to stay there. I got good news for you. God doesn't want to stay just inside you. He wants to communicate himself through you in word and deed. Glory! As Carol would say, hallelujah! That was weak. Help me out, Al. Hallelujah! And the whole church said, hallelujah! That's what I'm talking about. Now, let's go to the next one, the utterance gifts. Prophecy, diverse tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And God's omnipresence is expressed through that. He's the eternal now. Amen? So, let's go down here. We looked at the revelation gifts last week, but I want to get into the power gifts here. Supernatural faith. It's not your... Every day, Christ-like Christian faith that's operating in your life. Now, our lives should reflect faith all every day. I want to say it this way. Who in here, let me ask you a question. Who in here is born of God? Let me see your hands. Okay. Well, praise God. So, God is love. Right? Y'all agree with that? So if God's love, your love, by faith, at least, amen, amen. Love is a faith being. So if love is a faith being, you are designed to be a faith faith being. And the truth of the matter is, you're living a life of faith every day. It's not necessarily God's faith, but you're living a life of faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the words of Christ for those who are disciples of Christ. But faith comes by hearing soap operas. For those who watch soap operas. Come on. You understand where I'm going with this? Faith is every day a part of our life? Is it good faith or is it polluted faith? Is it good faith? Is it Christ-like faith or is it worldly faith? Lustful faith. Come on. Amen. So love is a faith being. That means, so these gifts of the Holy Spirit, God wants to flow through his church. Though, and just like the fivefold offices are placed in the body of Christ, not to be the big eyes and the little use. We're the love grounds level at the foot of the cross. Amen? So we're all equal in the family of God, but in the hierarchy of God, in the government of God, he sets people in offices, male and female. You know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to help equip the church for the work of ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ to the building up, that each part do his or her share. God didn't call anybody to be a pew sitter or a neck watcher. He didn't save you for that. He saved you to be a living, healthy cell in his body, producing and being a blessing. Hallelujah. And isn't it great? His seed has all the ability and potential. But this thing argues with the seed. This thing up here argues with the truths of Scripture. 
this thing up here, our minds and, and our experiences in life, they want to dictate to you and I. They want to control us. It's like with praise and worship. We should have to tone you down. I mean, yeah, seriously, it's like you guys come in here and you got rockets on your shoes. Hallelujah. Let the police come. No, hey, listen, listen. In the outpourings of God, firemen, fire trucks used to have to come. This is absolutely documented. Fire trucks came to different locations that the house was engulfed with fire, yet not consumed. Just like the bush with Moses. Come on. Hallelujah. Yeah, I want it here. May this building burn for his glory. And if not here, why not? What, what, could, what could God possibly gain from that? What could we gain from that? Woo! Glory to God! The place is on fire! Yes, glory. Excitement! Oh, go, don't go there, Pastor. Don't get excited. Yeah, there's a church. The church is an excited organism. It's not a building. But burn the building. Glory to God. And not it being consumed. <laughs> Power gifts, supernatural faith, an unction from Holy Spirit. This is what supernatural faith is. An unction from Holy Spirit to do or say what seems to be an impossible task. Otherwise, it can work with other gifts. An unction from Holy Spirit. To do or say what seems to be an impossible task. It can work with other gifts. You know the story that Carol's brother drowned when he was three, three and a half. All right. No one was saved in the family except Roscoe. I was saved three months. But I was in an environment where his presence was in that Jesus movement. God's presence. You, angels singing when worship stopped. I mean, you, it was a supernatural atmosphere. We had the upper room experience in our bedroom. When the Holy Ghost baptized her, Jesus baptized her in the Holy Spirit. She hadn't been to church yet. That walk in the glory when you are sleeping and you wake up to hey, snap up in bed in attention, sitting up, hands shot up to the air. I looked towards the end of our room. And from the bottom of our bed, back six feet to the wall, there you couldn't see past the bottom of our bed because of this material that I saw. I had no idea. She's getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. Listen, I'll tell you what. Freaked. Say freaked out. This is new territory. I knew it was God. My hand shot up. I remember worshiping in the spirit so i could do and the next thing i remember is waking up next day i don't remember how long i was but that sound the fear of god was all over us 
<laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Carol got baptized in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's good. This, this is real stuff. You know, a lot of times people, they tell their stories about their encounters and things with God, and people feel like, well, you're special. No, <laughs> we're freaking frack. We're Mo and Larry. You know what I mean? We're real people. You play, played, prayed? Prayed the most religious prayer. Religious being, it was so sincere from my heart. Lord, that'd be neat if I could do what he's doing. That was it. When she heard me praying in tongues so softly. No. Anyway, so say God came. Suddenly. Say the suddenlies of God. Don't you want him in your house? Oh, if I'm God and faith pleases me, there's a catalyst needed out of your heart and your mouth for me to show up. I'm not going to force myself in your residence. I'm not going to force myself in your prayer room. You have to invite me if I'm God. Now, I live in you, but you've got to invite me there. It's a, you know, Revelations 3.20, we use it so often to try to win souls to Christ. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever would hear and let me in, I will come in and dine with you, and we will sup and intimate, have the most intimate experience. That letter's to the church. It ain't to sinners. Hello? Say, that letter is to the church. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. The door of your heart. You read Ephesians or uh, the, the church of Ephesus in Revelation. They're commended over and over by the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, but this one thing I have against you. You have lost or left your first love. Repent. Jesus has given advice and counsel and instruction. This is the way you can tweak it and get your things right with me. So apparently, this one thing I have against you, or ought, think about that. Jesus. Sure, it's, it's, it's to the church globally. Every congregation, every church member fits somewhere in the seven churches of Revelation. And we need to look and read the word and get a read and let the Holy Spirit show us where we're at and where we're not. If he's coming soon, we ought to start living like he's coming today. I said we need to live like he's coming today. Our lives, there would be a lot of people doing things somewhat different in their lives if they knew Jesus is coming today to take you home or to rapture your blessed assurance off the earth. (laughs) Amen. So the supernatural faith, this gift of God, that is for all. It's available. Oh, I told, I I didn't finish. Here's Keithy. He drowns. And I'm not going to go into all the details. When we got him out of the pool, my father-in-law and I were the ones working on him. I was doing the compression on the chest. I had never CPR. The supernatural thing was unfolding. My father-in-law was breathing, and he was clay. Clay. Eyes. No one home. He's dead. We're, we're working on him. The police were the first responders. It took them about 20 minutes to get there. Oh, the guy jumped the fence. 
Yeah, he said he's gone. The police show up. They start ministering CPR. Then the ambulance paramedics come finally a little bit later. They're trying. I go in the thing with him. But as soon as we got him out of the pool and we were working on him, I heard myself say, Jesus is going to bring him back. Jesus is going to bring him back. And I heard myself say it. And I'm thinking, this thing kicked in. And I'm like, yo. (laughs) Do you hear what you're saying? They're going to think you're really cuckoo. They already think you're cuckoo. I was compelled. I couldn't stop. Jesus is going to bring him back. There was a confidence. Now, listen, I don't know the word. I'm a baby Christian who was sold out. All God needs is a willing vessel. But faith is... Okay, let's be honest about this part, and I, I need to include this. I didn't know there was a gift of faith. I didn't know there was gifts of the Holy Ghost working in miracles. But when you speak and God's Spirit comes on you and you're absolutely persuaded, circumstances, natural circumstances are not, have no superiority over God's Word. That inspired utterance of the Holy Ghost, Jesus is going to bring him back. There was supernatural faith released. That's what God wanted. That's what God needed to work with to work this miracle. Raising somebody somebody from the dead is both the gift of faith and working the miracles in operation. And the neat thing here that I learned, you don't have to be a Bible graduate, Bible school graduate. You can have dirty pampers on, and God can use you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The boy was raised from the dead. It was supernatural. It's a supernatural operation. Amen. Now, what's the criteria? Well, pastor, if you weren't even asking for it and God did it, uh, why should I ask for it? Because the Bible says desire earnestly spirituals to be in operation in your life. It's not for you and I to get a reputation that, oh, boy, they're the big evangelist. He's got a title. Or, boy, you know, it's like, no, it's for people. If healing and miracles are the dinner bell for the lost, you and I are chosen vessels. Remember, John, what Jesus said in John 15, 16? You didn't choose me. I chose you. Doesn't that increase value in you? Jesus chose you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel the anointing. It don't matter a lick if you feel it. Give it. It's in you. Give him. Not just give it. Give him. Amen. Well, let's go on. We'll get to other things. Gifts of healing. Plural. An unction from Holy Spirit to heal a specific illness. Or multiple illnesses. Often, revelation gifts are involved with this. An unction. What, what, what is this gifts of healing? 
It's an unction from Holy Spirit to heal a specific illness. Sometimes there are people that ministers over the years, not just ministers. Brother Hagin told the story of a farmer. And I don't remember where he was from. We'll just say Texas. But wherever this farmer was, big strapping, godly, Holy Ghost farmer with bib overalls. Y'all here? But God gave him a gift of healing. And that gift of healing was whoever he spit on, God healed. How'd you like to get in that prayer line? I think I'll hold on to my uh, disease for a little bit. I'm a little reluctant about this spit stuff. Brother Hagin said, everyone. He didn't market it. The word went out. The proof of the pudding was in the eating. Everyone that he used spittle on got healed. Everyone. Well, I'm going to get mine because my body is sick. And uh, this is the word on the street and in the spirit that God's given you a gift. Spit on me. Hallelujah. Brother Hagen also told another story. And I, yeah, don't go. Yeah, but other people did. People heard that story and they said, well, I'm going to go out spitting on folks. That wasn't the gift God gave to them. And they got a lot of upset people. <laughs> Amen. An auction from Holy Spirit to heal a specific illness or multiple illnesses. In a book called Christ the Healer, F.F. Bosworth healing ministry. They would bring schools of the deaf into his services. Everyone that came into his service was healed and their ears were opened. Every service, anyone who had hearing problems, the ears were healed. Would you say that that's an important gift? Is it better than the other ones? No, but... Who's it an important gift for? The one who has a problem with their ears? And what happens when your ears healed? Your faith in skyrockets in God, in his love, his grace, his mercy, his goodness. There could be people in here that today you have an anointing to pray for people with ears, ears or uh, ear problems. We've had it. We've had it. And I'm not saying it's the gift, but F.F. Bosworth, now listen, this is a good learning curve for me. I was reading this. His, he was approached after a whole school of deaf people were healed. After the meeting, someone approached him and said, Brother Bosworth, would you, would you pray for my wife? She, needs, she wants to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. He said, my wife has a great anointing for that. Have her pray for him. Honey, what do you got? No, I was just going to say, with the gifts, gifts of healing, the um, word of knowledge a lot of time is yeah. in operation with the gift of he- gifts of mm-hmm. healing. And sometimes it, that's not all the time. That's, you know, yeah. usually if there's a, a call for, I, I wouldn't even sit in, in your 
in your seats and hesitate. Uh, there's been a lot of times where we went out and ministered or even ministered here in the church and the Lord would speak to us. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one story. Um, for ye- for a Go few ahead. years, the Lord kept giving me this over a period of t- uh, like not every Sunday. It would come up every now and then. But somebody here has a tumor, and somebody, and, and the Lord wants to heal that, and nobody would respond to it. I never am intimidated by somebody not responding as yeah. though I missed it because I know the promptings and leading. Listen, you got to get to the place where you know the Holy Spirit's trust. voice and, and, trust, and trust him. And nobody responded, <clears throat> and I just thought, and I said to the church, I said, listen, I, if I were you, it would be good if you responded, whoever this is. God loves you and wants to heal this. No response. And then there was this young girl that was um, was at our church for a time, and um, she uh, was in prison. And she came out of the prison where I used to go minister. And she came out of the prison, and um, she came to our church. And we really worked with her. Yeah. Lord would speak to me, words of knowledge. He would tell me this, get down to her place. She's ready to leave. Leave and, the area. And she was and still she was on parole. Pro- yeah, probation. On probation. And we would have to go down into Camden, stand on the outside. We waited on the outside. It was nighttime till somebody, because it was a, a locked door yeah. to get into that apartment complex, and we waited and waited and waited for somebody to finally come. We probably waited almost an hour. Mm-hmm. And somebody finally came because it was late at night. We would go at 11 o'clock at night. We'd just go. God spoke. we go. We have to. We couldn't put it off. And if we put it off, we just knew that that person could be up. When God spoke, we obeyed. Yeah. Okay? And that's what God's looking for, church. He's looking for you hear, you obey hear, obey. Don't put it off. And we're afraid. We're going to offend. We're going to miss it. So I said, hon, we got to get down there real quick. So he said, okay. I mean, that that was our life. And so we went. We waited outside for almost an hour, and somebody, some man, came in unlock that door and we said and um we said do you mind if we've been waiting for somebody do you mind if we go in because we have to get to somebody and talk to them and he just looked yeah well camden whatever whatever (laughs) and we went to her apartment we had her her or her where she was at and we knocked on the door and we just said judy and said judy it's pastor's and open up. No, no, we or we'll huff and no. puff and blow your door, door down. down. Yeah, we didn't come all this way for nothing. And so she wouldn't answer. And I knew she was in there because I knew the Holy Ghost. And we knocked again. She wouldn't answer. And we knocked again. And I said, Judy, we are not leaving till you open this door. And then she got mad and upset when the other side of that door and I'm thinking I'm glad I'm over here right now because she was she was a tough girl and um, and she told us to go away and we said nope we're staying right here I said I don't care how long we'll lay on the floor out here we'll go to sleep we are waiting till you open that door 
I said, God sent us here. And she still didn't let us in. And then finally she let us in. And she was all packed up, ready to leave. And we said, if you leave, you're going back in jail. And she's the one who found a lump on her breast in prison. And she was so afraid to face the fact that it could have been cancer. And all those years, those few years, the Lord kept giving me. Word of knowledge. Somebody has a tumor. Someone has a tumor. The Lord wants to heal it. And somebody, this couple that were part of our church, they left the church because we weren't teaching everything they wanted us to teach. And um, they took her with them and pulled people out of the church. I hate that. I hate that spirit. Yeah. That comes into a church and starts. Well, it's an Absalom spirit. It's an Absalom, yeah, spirit. So anyway, so she, um, um, she left, and then next thing I, I got was a phone call, that, um, Judy was dying, and she had a, and when I went to see her, we went to the hospital, and she thought we were going to be so upset with her for leaving. We said absolutely not. We love you. And. She just broke down crying. She said, Carol, all those years, she said, I was so afraid. And I said, fear's attached to cancer. Yeah. And she ended up going home with the Lord. And we helped her go home with the Lord. You know, it was all through her body by then. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, what it was was a word of knowledge that yeah. was an operation for that healing. To occur. To occur. And but faith so you'll had see to connect with the it. combination of gifts yeah. in connection. And a lot of times people will come up and they'll ask for prayer or you might know somebody. I'm like this anymore. Somebody I'm on the phone with them and they tell me they're not feeling good. Let's pray right now. Yeah, pray right now. Let that healing virtue just flow. Amen. You know? Amen. And we got to start. Listen, guys, it's not we're the, the ministry gift, you know this, is to equip you guys so you guys start doing it. Yeah. We'll tell you stories. <clears throat> we, could, we have volumes of stories, but we could tell you stories. But it's for we didn't have these stories unless we stepped out in it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, just like you guys. you got to step out in it to do it. You know? So, Sean, you got stories? Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, of What'd healings or laying hands on the sick and stuff. Sean, okay, I'm digging a little bit here, okay. So are, are you in leadership? Were you in leadership? Yeah, ministries. Yeah. Are you guys going to church? Okay. I keep I kept hearing this when I turned around and saw you, I kept hearing this. Leadership. Both of you. Leadership. And I don't know how that's gonna unfold, but if there's leadership training or anything, if you guys can get into it, I would I would absolutely do that. But leadership, because that's always been in you. Yeah. It has. I think even there's been words God's given me 
for you in direction in that way. Yep. On leadership, too? John Maxwell's? That was probably my book. Oh, yeah, she was, she's the bookworm. I'm the, yeah, he probably got, so you got my book. He gave you my book. No, we didn't, we didn't have it. I, I saw he the value it. in you, Cecil. <laughs> that's good, because I, that's what I would do. But if there's leadership training or anything at your church, I, w- I would get involved. Yeah. Because there's, there's, that, there's that seed that God has, and it's for both of you, it's that God has in you both. Mm. And it's like God wants to ignite that and stir that up. And even the fire that you have and had, okay, that God wants to stir that fire back up. Listen, if a church is not going to get behind you and support you, the man, there's the streets out there, there's lost out there that will absolutely support you yeah. in what you do, okay? And our thing is we're trying to get the church motivated to get out there and do it. We don't have to have a program. I never filed a program we are God's because program. we didn't have a program. All we knew was we were told to go and do it. So we went, okay, we'll just go and do it, you know. So wherever we were, we went, just went and did it. So, and that's what God wants for both of you. He wants you to just go and start doing it and go on the adventure, yeah. okay, because the adventure and right down, write it down. I wish we did. We were so busy, we never had time to write it down. Write it down, the adventures, and write everything that you see and everything that God has done and everything so you can glorify God over and over and over and over and keep your faith stirred, okay? Hallelujah. Keep it, keep it so stoked, all right? Amen. So hold on one moment, okay? So anyway, we want to, that's the whole purpose of, of this. The fivefold is to equip you guys to go do. Okay. Amen. I just want to share that. Because no, that's good. The word of knowledge a lot together. of times is in, and sometimes, once in a while, the word of wisdom yeah. is also involved with um, gifts of healing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and a prophetic word concerning that healing manifesting or in the, the working of miracles. Yeah. yeah. Say working of miracles. Working miracles. All right. Let write this down or take notes if you're taking notes. Working of miracles and in, in this context, it's the same word that where Jesus said in Acts one eight, "You shall receive power." Power and miracles here is the same word. It's dunamis. It's the working of dunamis power. Working of miracles, the working of dunamis, God's dunamis power. That's where we get the Greek word. From the Greek word, we get dynamite. God's dynamite power. Say God's dynamite power. Don't you want that to be flowing in you and through you? God's dynamite power. A church. Listen, there's been prophecy said about the, the, the last move of God for this harvest. That it's not a platform revival. It's a congregational, worldwide congregational revival. There's, there's a tsunami of God's word and spirit that's going to pick up those who are willing. God's not going to force any of us to be involved in it. It's who's hungry to be involved with it. Are we prioritizing? Lord, here I am. Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. 
send me God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here I am. Listen, to even make that declaration to God, God is a faith-activated declaration. Here I am, send me. As you said it to Isaiah in chapter 6 of Isaiah, Father, when you asked who will go for us, who can we send? Isaiah said, send me, Lord. Let me be your voice. Let me be your touch. Let me be the omnipresent one manifesting amongst the people. Let me express the the omnipotence of God among the people. Let me express, amen, the omniscience of God amongst the people. Desire earnestly spirituals. Desire earnestly to the whole church. So where's the onus of responsibility with the instruction of Scripture? It's for each one of us. God didn't, he, he doesn't have puppets. He wants faith. But faith is always motivated by love. Amen? Faith is motivated by love. It's okay. And a good starting point for this is, God, give me a heart for the people. Get on your knees. And go to God and say, God, give me a heart for the lost. Give me a heart for my unsaved loved ones again. Let me feel what you feel. Come on. What's going to happen? Faith worketh. And faith pleases him. And if you make your request known, all of a sudden that request is going to become going from a, 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 de, a desire, the seed of desire and, and a burden. And all of a sudden it's an absolute, it begins to consume you where you become and you get connected in intercessory prayer and you become one with the, the intercessor who's forever ma- liveth to make intercession. All of a sudden, you're, you're in Christ. You find yourself in Christ. It's not just you praying. It's him praying through you. I, I have a saying. Prayer is something you do until prayer is someone you become. Faith is something we do until faith is someone we become. Hallelujah. All right, let's go on. Working of miracles. Dunamis. Hallelujah. First definition is force. The force of God in that working of miracle. Somebody's in, you've heard the stories over the years of A.A.L. and and R.W. Schambach and different ones where they have tent meetings, many others. They'd have tent meetings. They would bring them in in ambulances on pallets, those who needed miracles. Wheelchairs, wheelchairs on this side, pallets on this side of people needing miracles. How'd you like to have to, you know, to be, uh, well, it just didn't happen. A.A. Allen didn't say, Lord, I want to have crusades and, you know, tents filled with people with various disease and maladies that are impossible situations. He started somewhere. A.A. Allen saw it in the word and he began to work it. God saw that he was faithful and he could entrust him the anointing. When A.A. Allen, after all his years in ministry, R.W. Schambach traveled with him, great man of God, wonderful man of God. Schambach said that when A.A. Allen passed and went on to glory, that he went to God in earnest prayer, said, God, 
would you give me his mantle? He pressed into it. He served that man of God. God, as Elijah gave Elisha the mantle, would you give me the mantle of A.A. Allen? And he said, God said, you can't handle it. And Shambach interpreted that. He said, God rejected me. Didn't reject him. God loved him. He said, man, if you get under the glory that he functioned in with what it cost him. Heidi Baker said the same thing. A lot of people want the anointing of the, you know, that God has blessed with and to raise the dead. But they don't want to pay the price. Just give it to me, Lord. Let me have the anointing. There's a price. Jesus paid the price for you and I to lay our life down so that we can move in these things. But here's the good news. and You can take that. You can take that with you. Ray Shannon was a pipe fitter. Born again. Pervert to convert, pipe fitter. That fell in love with a, a wonderful Savior. Was exposed to supernatural settings. And all God needed was a vessel. I can look back over that, and there's other times and instances where I saw gift, the, the gift of faith, supernatural faith, come in. Where there was the demon possessed. It wasn't just natural faith. There was an absolute assurance that that person, that devil was coming out. There is no question about it. You're done. Yeah, it, it was just a f- faith. But in miracles, the gift of uh, miraculous power, a miracle itself. That's what dunamis is. King James has its supernatural ability, supernatural might. Hallelujah. A worker of miracles. It's supernatural power. It's supernatural strength. It's supernatural violence. <laughs> Glory to God. It's violent against the powers of darkness. God's mighty miracle power is violent against the powers of darkness that have kept somebody captive and in bondage. Come on. You all here? Don't you see, guys, we, there's, Jesus was moved with compassion, not sympathy. And God wants to grow us up in this arena of his compassion. Caring for the lost and the dying. Caring for our unsaved family members. Loving the body of Christ. That we get a chance to flow here. Ebb and flow here. God wants to stir up the gifts in here. If you get something from the Holy Ghost. And, and listen, it can be this. It, it's divine order. It can be in order. If God's given somebody in here a word of knowledge regarding a healing that needs to happen, be recognized. Just don't get up and interrupt, but be recognized and say, submit it. Pastor, I, I believe the Holy Ghost is revealing something to me. Well, what is it? And if it's a go, go for it. But if it's not for that time, don't get offended. We say, well, hold that. Let's see where it goes. Amen? Amen. It's working with the tools. Hallelujah. Brother Kenneth Hagin said this about miracles. And you want, I just pray that, and you can listen to this online too on, on our website. A miracle is a supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. A supernatural intervention in the ordinary course of nature. A temporary suspension of the accustomed order the Spirit of God. Amen? You can listen to that 
Lester Sumrall said about miracles and faith, he said this. In the gift of the working of miracles, God is entrusting us with strength. With an anointing that we do not normally have. Now, we're all anointed. Say, I am anointed. First John 2, 20 and 27 says, you and I have an anointing from the Holy One. Amen. But there's an anointing that comes upon us to be able ministers of the good news. Every one of us. Any of us can be used in any of these nine gifts. He went on to say this. It is the power of the Spirit of God surging through us. And I, I, I connected with that, with this Keithy thing. There was a power, a conviction, absolute confidence coming out of my spirit and my mouth. This thing was like, yeah, my brain was like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but it had no authority over this power. It really was. A, it was supernatural. It was so wonderful. It is the power of the Spirit of God surging through us, through our hands, our feet, our minds. This is Lester Sumrall. Causing us to do or be something. Causing us to do something or be something. That is not normal or natural to our behavior. Just some examples. Okay. Do you have them? Oh, yeah. Howard Carter. Last, last testimony about miracles. This is the superintendent of churches for the Assembly of God from England. He said, we might say that working of miracles is the supernatural demonstration of the power of God by which the laws of nature are altered, suspended, or controlled. Accepting, of course, in this fear of disease. Now, these men that I'm addressing here lived this. Amen. Many of us in here are familiar with these names and these people. So let me give you a few examples of faith and working of miracles. Keith, being raised from the dead, was the gift of faith and working of miracles in operation through a baby Christian. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Joe Jordan's meetings. I have to just kind of like go right by default to go to miracles. In Joe's meetings, when the anointing of God that was in his ministry was like an upper room experience. Where the joy of the Holy Ghost, the anointing for the drunkenness in the spirit and joy in the Holy Ghost, joy unspeakable, full of glory. We had many different things that would occur in those meetings. But a miracle, if you take Howard Carter's definition here a demonstration of the power of god by which the laws of nature are altered suspended or controlled in some of joe's meetings people will get prayed for and they'd be stuck on the floor for hours stuck on the floor for hours now one of them being a little girl in this one meeting we had joe in for 14 meetings 12 days we just thought it was the longest set of meetings we ever had and I, it just it grew. Just kept it kept building. There were times in the joy and the lift. There were times and a few of those nights when we left. It was so holy 
We just leapt. I don't even remember who Time, closed times up. Times where we just cried in his That's presence. That's what I mean. Just it was the holiness of God. It was amazing. Yeah. This little girl, at that time, she may have been five or six, stuck to the floor. It's little Gina, Mayorana. Mm-hmm. And the ushers, it got time that we needed to close up. No, she's, she's just laying there with her eyes open like this. Yeah, she's just looking there like she move her a little head. China doll, like, what's going on? Her eyes are just moving back and forth. I'm stuck here. And her mom, Carol, went over to go get her. And couldn't she get couldn't her up. get her up. And Carol just got filled with joy and fell over her, rolled <laughs> over her, and laid next to her, and she got stuck. Wow. Do you remember all those got people that lined up? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, well, which we meeting? can tell you stories. <laughs> Listen to these stories because well, you know what? Wait a minute, but we left out fate. the part. Two strong ushers tried Big to get guys. her off the floor. Couldn't budge her. Say couldn't budge. Couldn't budge. This wasn't a show. It wasn't man's show. It was God's power that altered his power. nature. Gravity... You know, what goes up must come down. She went down, but she wasn't coming up until God released her. Other people we had in some of our early meetings with Joe, there was a Methodist gal, particularly, it comes to my memory, that wasn't sure about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She ended up getting prayed for, and she ended up against the wall like this. And Joe would just keep ministering to other people, and he goes, and he'd walk over, and he goes, are you stuck? Yeah, she couldn't and get she off couldn't, the wall. And, he's, and he'd she say. She couldn't get off the wall. It was no show. It was the power of God. And Joe said, you know, because of the joy, he said, is there anything you need to repent of? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, it could be a, a, a repentance deal. And he said, do you speak another tongue? She said, no. Would you like to? I think so. Jesus baptized her in the Holy Ghost. She got filled with the Holy Ghost, and she was released. Wow. <laughs> that, we would see things like that happen all, a, a lot. Yeah. And um, Gina was on the floor. I don't know how long. This is like way over an hour. Could have been an hour and a half, whatever. The, meetings, the meeting, it ended, but people were still laying all around, laughing, fellowshipping, getting stuck. I mean, God was still Some at getting work. unstuck. Yeah. <laughs> God would use, it was like uh, there were so many miraculous things. We saw one girl come up. Wait a minute. I have to share this with you. So I was just watching Todd White on TV and he, or, or on YouTube, and I don't know how long ago this was, but he was over in Israel, and he was praying for this whole bunch of teenage kids. And he asked him, he said, do you have a problem with your back? And does anybody here have a problem with their back that they need prayer for? No, but I'm just asking just for your back. You're having a problem with it. Is it your lower back? Okay, why don't you come up here and let's bring a chair up here, okay? So, Joe, God showed Joe this. God showed Joe to pray for their legs. This is back years ago in the full gospel businessmen. So, we're talking probably in the 60s, 
maybe 50, I'm not sure when that all started, 60s, in the yeah. 60s. And God showed him that. Others picked up on it. He showed Charles and Francis Hunter saw him after, like, in the back of the, uh, yeah, businessman out in Texas, or it was an out, out in Oklahoma at some conference center. And they approached him and said, can you show us what you do? There's more Francis. Can you show us what you do? Like, how does God do that? And he goes, well, well, this is what I do. You know, he said, do you have a back problem? Francis did. So she sat down. Joe picked up her legs and prayed for her. And Joe never said, Joe always said this, don't close your eyes. Watch and see what God's doing. It says, he says, Bible says, watch and pray. Do you remember him saying that? Watch and pray. Keep your eyes open. You know, here we are in church, and we're saying, say we go, somebody needs a miracle or needs prayer, and everybody goes, shut up. Like you're trying to work up your prayer to make it happen. It's like to be more fervent. Yeah. No, watch what God's doing. That's what they did all through the Old and New Testament. They saw what God and what Jesus was doing. And so they were able to testify of what they saw, okay? So um, anyway, so that spread all over. I'm watching Todd White. Todd White's in Israel. Anybody have a back problem? All these teenage kids, first they were kind of like, yeah, right, you know, kidding around. One of the kids said, yeah, I do. So he told him to sit down, and he took his legs. And I went, look at what God showed him has traveled all over with other ministers and only because he was obedient to what God showed him to do and that it spread all throughout. Isn't that awesome? So we're going to pray for you. So, okay. Now you have multiple problems. Yeah, but we're just going to concentrate. We're going to just pray for your back, okay? So you can see. Yeah. See, you can take them off if you want. Do what you want. Yeah, oh, that's the other thing. Just relax and put. let him have all your weight. Okay. Now, I don't know if you guys can see this, but her right leg right now. Are you, are you, re- do I have all your weight? Good. Okay. Can you have it all? There you go. Can you have it all? Yeah, it's hard. When you're in pain, it's hard to relax your body. It really is. Yeah. So this this leg is out further than the other one. Wait, I just looked down, and that's, it must be, wait, it must be bopping. Okay, the, wait, this one was, <laughs> this one was that out. One was a lot shorter. Sometimes we don't even get a chance to even pray. God just does it, you know? It already happened. And sometimes, Joe. That doesn't matter. You know what he does? He's growing the legs out, but he's doing something in each of those areas. So let him just do it. Yeah, we'll just let him do it. Oh, we could pray for the arch, too. The important thing here is not to try to pull 
and manipulate yeah, with with your strength. It's just support the weight and just let the Holy Spirit do it. Whether angels are doing it or God's doing it by his Holy Spirit power. Now bring that in. Now, put it down. Can I pray for that? Well, no, no, I don't want. It's just, where's the arch thing? With that thing, the tilt the bone. Yeah, we pray for those things. I know, I want to pray for them. Too. Okay, just do it. Stretch your hands out, guys. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the creative miracle. Thank you for the creative miracle. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that this bone is coming into its normal place right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you're, you're, you're not moving your foot, are you? Okay, something's moving in there. Lord, I thank you for forming a new arch in Jesus' name. I thank you for the anointing. Yep. I can feel all that. Can you feel anything? You can feel it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Father, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit moving in her foot right now, creating, forming an arch, moving those bones around, reconstructing, reconstructing this foot, Father. Jesus' name, total miracle, total healing. Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Father. So rejoicing that's all your part Please is stand. you keep rejoicing and thanking him now tell us if you feel a difference yeah i mean it, like this foot's always like i can't get ever get laid off okay okay but is there any change from when you came up your back don't hurt why oh, stop there okay. <laughs> hit the brakes glory to god Okay. No, 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 no. It's done. Yeah, Jesus, when Jesus prayed. Listen, Jesus doesn't want you begging him. Okay, so when we say, and just hear me a moment, okay, because a lot of times it's like, you know, it's going to take more prayer. No, it's done. And with this girl, we, there wasn't an arch that went pop like this. Over the next few days, yeah. the arch formed. And they were going to do the operation. Another doctor that got upset thought she went somewhere else too. You know, it's better to go to Doctor Jesus, guys. There was you felt the movement in there. I did too. So here's here's your key now. This is all Jesus wants you to do, just like the the man. This with is the good leopard. advice for all you as you pray for people. Once we're going to get to you, the man with the leopard. The the three was it three with the leopard. Two two one left. The other one. The other one. Ten leopards. Ten leopards. One Ten leopards. Nine went, and only one came back to give thanks. Gave thanks, and all he wants you to do now is just keep thanking him. That you're healed by his stripes. It's it's done. It's done in Jesus' name. I felt that movement in the bottom of your foot, like. Such a like a miracle occurred when I walked out of here. I'm like, it's done. It's done. All that was going on in my life stopped. Amen. It was Hallelujah. it was it was end. Hallelujah. It was done. And you know what I was talking about. Yeah. So it was like it was Hallelujah. done. Praise God. Yeah, let's celebrate. Thank you, Edna. There are a couple more isn't God good. Let's celebrate. Let's shout. Another quick, couple quick illustrations about miracles. And 
guys, I think miracles are happening around our lives all the time. And yet we don't necessarily say it. So I just want to share a couple things. Hurricanes, tornadoes, and storms being averted and turned because of supernatural faith in the working of miracles. We've seen it. We've had it. We've had the absolutely. When Hurricane Sandy was threatening our whole area here, it wasn't just going to go up the coast. It was supposed to come in and hit. The eye was supposed to hit our area. Gloucester Township, I think they said, or Cannon County. There was an unction, and it, it wasn't just like, uh-oh, we're in trouble, just pray. There was an unction. In the name of Jesus Christ, we as a body command you to shift. Shift your course in Jesus' name. That's the way it was prayed, something like that. What I say? In the name of Jesus, I command this hurricane to shift. Now. That was pretty close. Yeah. You didn't say we as a body. You had the authority. You were in the place. I, try, I always include the body. But we took authority. You, you're right. Amen? There was an unction. And it shifted. Now, I didn't say go to North Jersey and kill it. Shift from our area. We had, listen. Yeah, I do want to say something here. Listen. Hey, guys, listen. You have authority in your sphere of influence. Tornadoes twice come down our street, coming out actually at our home. And we took authority in the name of Jesus. Carol did. And we could tell you, we've shared those stories before, but it shifted. Came up, we're, we're in a cult, you know, like our street comes down and does a U. And there are cul-de-sacs that go off it. It tore awnings, sheds were flying and everything else. I was angry because we had a few of our neighbor's leaves on my property. Like, how dare you come on here? The first one. And trees were, a car was picked up and placed by the front lawn, up on the front lawn of one of the homes. This one I pray. Carrie was with me. We were on the side yard, and I yelled at Carrie, and I said, quick, get in the house. It's a, it's a, twi- it's a twister. And it was right in the back, in our cul-de-sac, but behind our neighbor's house. And I saw it forming, and I yelled. And you were at the pizza place with the boys. You guys, you guys saw the twister form or going. And I said, Carrie, get in the house. And you, and Carrie's like, what? And I said, get in the house. And we ran to the house, and I went. Tim and I were at the pizza place. In Jesus' name, you shall not come near our house in the name of Jesus. You will not touch our house in Jesus' name. That's how I prayed. I never thought about this being a word of knowledge, that while you're praying that, we can see bags of trash flying up in the air above the trees. It's forming, yeah. And, we, like, I knew that was our neighborhood. And Tim and I, in the name of Jesus Christ, we command that, tw- that twister to not touch our property. See, listen, guys. I didn't pray for the neighborhood. you got to say something, not go inside and say, oh, Jesus, please help us protect our home. He gave you the authority. I stood outside and yelled at it. Now, the second one a couple years ago when we had that big tornado that was coming, tornadoes all over the warnings. Tim, did you see it from your house? You and your friend were on the porch the funnel. And I remember just hearing the weatherman. Now, we don't know too much about tornadoes and twisters for use that are from Tulsa area. and Oklahoma and Texas and all those other areas. 
But he said this, if the clouds turn a greenish color, he said, get right away into a place of safety immediately. I'm outside and I'm looking at the clouds and I'm going, man, they're really looking strange. And all of a sudden, the clouds start, they start, they're moving with each other and it becomes green. A greenish tint. Oh, man, that's just what that guy said. And I'm watching it, and all of a sudden, it, and the clouds are starting to come together like this. Like a funnel's forming. And here comes this funnel right down. And I stood there, and I yelled at it with everything I had. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to dissipate. I command you to not come near our house, our community, for this tornado to break up right now in Jesus' name. And you were with me. You didn't see it. And you looked at me, and you said, because the clouds yeah. were getting so bad, you said, Carol, what are you doing? Get in the house. And I said, in the name of Jesus, even louder. And then he thought, uh-oh, she's in for Remember it like says the spirit wills? Yeah. So I went, and I just, <laughs> I, I, pr- I said it again, and he thought, he saw the funnel that coming like, down a second time. Kicking the gear. And so then, yeah, we agreed. And that thing, and Tim's standing on the porch with his friend. In Magnolia. In Magnolia, and they saw this, and it just disappeared. What I'm saying is, is this to you. You guys all have that authority in you. You guys have to do something with it. You have to be the voice piece. And I know we're going a Amen. little bit longer. I'm going to stop there. We have other miracles we'll share with you. But please so stand. Much. I hope this is encouraging you to be, want God to use you guys. Come on, stand up, please. Well, there's one clap. Hallelujah. Lord, we want to be used by you. Amen. Let's all agree together, shall we? Lord, your word says, and we have the promises. Thank you, Jesus. That the entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. May the word of God, Holy Spirit, that you will seal this into our hearts with a fresh, as it's fresh bread in us, Lord God, that our appetites would be wet to be doers of the work and not hearers only. Thank you for the empowerment, the endowment of the Holy Ghost upon every person in this room. That your anointing truly destroys yokes and removes burdens. And that your power be released in us and through us. And Lord, at the same time, we're asking that you would activate and awaken compassion in us for others. So that we would be motivated and take the initiative by your spirit. To step out in faith and to touch someone with the love of God. And see them set free. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I want to read something real quick from um, somebody that, that... handed this little note to me and you know what i i don't even know how it got there it was in my recipe box i was looking for my recipe for plum tomato sauce yesterday and i went how did this get here and i just thought well it's god's recipe for us and i found it for a reason and i taped it in my bible so i didn't lose it again but i want to read it because it wasn't just for me it's for the church and it said dear carol Thank you for your love and hospitality. I am praying more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, for you and your church. Love in Jesus, Heidi Baker. Hallelujah. 
John 14 and John chapter 14 and John chapter 15. So guys, they she doesn't know that. They're my favorite uh, chapters in John. John 14, 15, and 16, but John 14 and 15. And that, I believe, is for us and for the church. Amen. Okay. God bless you. You're